Hey guys, this is Chris Boyer. Reed and I thought we would try something new. For the next few months, we're going to be sharing stories from our weekly newsletter, The TPS Report, via podcast. We're calling it The TPS 5 and hope to keep it short and simple. This is an additional show that we're releasing on our existing Touchpoint podcast feed. So listen in every Friday to The TPS Podcast and let us know what you think. Welcome to the TPS Friday 5 for the week of February 16th. The Friday 5 is a weekly recap of the stories featured in the TPS Report e-newsletter released each Monday. To sign up, visit us online at touchpoint.health. The TPS Report is made possible by the support of our friends at Binary Fountain. Our lead story this week is from Forbes.com, and it focuses on how the promise of remote patient health services, namely telemedicine, is being helped and potentially hindered by healthcare legislation. Now, it's clear that telemedicine is a significant part of a health system's approach to digital health. In fact, in 2018, 3.2 million patients were using telemedicine services, and that's growing. And the benefits are clear, from allowing remote appointments for places with access barriers to assisting caregivers by helping managing chronic conditions from the home during the care experience, The ultimate goal and promise of telemedicine is to lower costs across a wide variety of services and allow for more affordable care. But how is healthcare legislation tied to the growth and adoption of telemedicine? Well, first, let's consider coverage and reimbursement issues. Over the last 20 years, Medicare has covered an expanding degree of telemedicine services. However, there are still many locations and several useful services that are not covered. For example, Store and forward methods, that is, storing electronic data and forwarding it on to EMRs, and remote patient monitoring, they're both not covered by Medicare consistently. In fact, those living in urban areas may find themselves unable to cover their telemedicine costs with Medicare. And due to this lack of federal uniformity, it leaves many unable to access telemedicine services through Medicare coverage. The government is trying to respond to that. Two bills were introduced in 2015 but they're still pending in Congress regarding the expansion of telemedicine under Medicare, which leaves the burden of expansion largely to the states. 49 states cover some form of telemedicine services under Medicaid, and nearly all of them reimburse for live video health consulting. However, only nine states reimburse for store and forward services, and at least 17 have some form of reimbursement for remote patient monitoring. States are continuing to decrease restrictions on access to Medicaid coverage and reimbursement. Which leads us to licensure. States have been pushing to address the licensure portability of telemedicine. Currently, that only exists at a state level. That is, a state approves of the practice on patients through telemedicine located within their borders. And it also means that the state holds the providers accountable for their practice, patient safety, and liability laws. Some states are entering into compacts where they agree to enact similar legislation to one another and therefore have the authority to monitor providers across all the states within this compact. But some legislators fear revoking a degree of state sovereignty by entering into these compacts, despite the evidence that the benefits of doing so are clear to expand provider networks and allowing states to share information about bad actors. Meanwhile, on a federal level, two policies that would give approved providers in Medicare and Veterans Administration programs a federal license to practice telemedicine are currently pending in Congress. 
Now, in order to fully realize the promise of telemedicine, statewide efforts and federal efforts should begin working together in concert. Which leads us to the last point, the impact to provider and patient relationships through telemedicine. As the field of policy establishes regulatory standards for telemedicine, it has to at the same time preserve access to care. This will fulfill that promise of making telehealth so beneficial. But there's still concerns about how remote interactions may put doctors at risk of treating patients due to the lack of necessary medical information. One example is the threat of different doctors providing duplicate services or prescriptions to the same patients. Some states have passed legislation requiring face-to-face interactions to help curb this. However, these statutes are not always clear as to whether a remote video call through telemedicine will count. And also, many of those issues, that is, duplicative services and prescriptions, may not automatically be solved by in-person visits. One other point, when it comes to prescribing medication, all professionals are required by federal law to give a medical exam before writing a prescription. And in telemedicine, almost all states specifically outline that an online patient questionnaire through telemedicine does not count as a medical exam. So where does that leave us? Well, legislators are clearly playing catch up to create policy that both expands and regulates the field of telemedicine. And the attempts to integrate telemedicine into federal programs have been stalled for several years now. Even to this day, legislative integration varies greatly among the states. And while the promise of telemedicine can address the triple aim of healthcare, that is improving patient experience, improving the health of populations, and reducing the per capita cost of healthcare, can legislation really be adopted across the country to allow for this promise to be realized? Here's some other headlines from this week's TPS report. An AMA survey finds that digital healthcare tools are growing in popularity. In fact, according to the AMA board chair, the rise of the digital native physician will have a profound impact on healthcare and patient outcomes and will place digital health technologies under pressure to perform according to higher expectations. An SEO Moz article digs into the latest in SEO trends for 2020. And spoiler alert, it involves AI, voice search, and taking advantage of no-click searches by using Google's Knowledge Graph. In this week's Touchpoint podcast, we discuss data thinking and data liquidity and are joined by Chris Gervais from Kairos to get his expert opinion. Also, be sure to catch the fourth episode of our newest show, How I Got Here, in which we learn the backstory of Carrie Lichen from Yext and how her sixth grade health binder propelled her into becoming an industry leader in the intersection of healthcare and technology. That's it for this week's TPS 5. To learn more, subscribe to our e-newsletter, as well as all of the podcasts on the Touchpoint Media Network. Visit touchpoint.health. See you next week.